and welcome to another episode of Alcoholitics. I am your host, Terrain Myricks, joined by my co-host, Katrina Myricks. Katrina, how are you? I'm all right. Just watched the last debate that I'll hopefully need to see for at least three and a half years. So <laughs> You were very excited about great. that. I'm I'm pretty happy about that. I remember, like at the the, the night, you were just like, "We don't have to do this for another three years." Yeah. And I just think you should also be watching the debates of your congressional representatives and your senators. I don't know that I need to. <laughs> well, we're we're gonna be doing those episodes too, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> maybe. Um, we are joined um by our first time guest. He is a comedian from. Binghamton, New York. Uh, he has three cats, and he owns a canvas cover of the cover of 37 Everywhere from Punchline. Mike Peters, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, one, I love that album from Punchline. I literally wrote okay. that down. Uh, by the way, he also uh, runs a podcast called uh, On the Mic with Mike Peters, which name is just perfect, but go ahead. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't care about that anymore. <laughs> did you, did you see the the punchline uh, album on Facebook? Yeah, you with your cats. <laughs> okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Do All right, no, I was like, I was like, because we we turned on the Zoom, and that is not anywhere near. So I thought you oh, had my house. Sorry, started. what I meant to say was, I'm in your room right <laughs> now. <laughs> I thought I, I thought, felt something. I thought you were going to point out the Motion City soundtrack I, album cover. So, so luckily for me, I got to I got to speak with Mike on a another podcast I was on with our good with our mutual friend Sarah Cartwright who has been on his podcast. Um and I believe I had I had mentioned the Motion City soundtrack al- album um previously. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've got I you know, I've got 63 canvas photos on my wall. It's kind of like a, a summertime project. And I've got, uh, I believe it's, I believe the breakdown is 33 punk albums and 30 comedians. So it's pretty much split. And I'm a huge pop punk guy from like the 90s and 2000s. And you know, I've got some no effects and bad religion and, and, to, and rancid and against me to make me look cool. I see hardcore, the offspring wonder right there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've also got a something corporate to bring me down. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I love it. So I, I can't get enough of it. So yeah, it's music and comedy have kind of uh, shaped the idiot that you see today. <laughs> <laughs> well then, um, tell us a little bit about uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Well, it's called On the Mic with Mike Peters, and uh, thank you for the compliment on the name. By the way, I I felt so dumb because I sat on the podcast itself, like all the equipment I bought, and I, I let it sit for like five or six months, <laughs> and, and I had the name ready to go too. But like, I hated the name initially. But I'm like, I, I'm not creative enough to figure out a better name. So I went with it and I designed the logo and everything. And I'm like, you know, it fits, whatever. And now, you know, I mean, it looks like I'm an egotistical piece of crap, but that really is how I am. By the so way, this is it, a, it fits. this is a, we're doing this on zoom. He has him on the mic with Mike <laughs> Peters canvas directly fucking behind him. And that was the first one I bought. So that's how I <laughs> myself. <laughs> uh, but, uh, it's a it's an it's an interview con uh, it's it's an interview podcast usually one on one with comedians from like Pottsville Pennsylvania or Los Angeles California you know how they're similar yeah they're and, the same uh, like New York Syracuse uh, Missouri I just did did a podcast with a guy from Idaho today so I'm going all over the place but usually it's like an hour hour fifteen breakdown 
uh, with a comedian on, on how he or she has gotten involved and where they want to go, their worst shows. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's a way for me to get to know the people I work with or hope to work with more one day. So it's, it, hopefully, hopefully people like it. I think they do. They lied to me at least, so yeah. I like that. Look, I'll take that. I'll look. False praise is praise. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Um, you're you're also a comedian, right? Yeah, I've been doing stand up for a little more than four years, and so not a whole lot of uh, time, but uh, I love it. I, I got I got started when I was like 32, 33, and I'm 37 now. So, uh, but I, I produce shows all over New York. I before COVID ha- happened, uh, I had 14 rooms, and I would book about 12 or 13 shows a month. So I was pretty busy, and then uh, now I'm not as busy. So now, Which now is I'm just what? Ban- yeah, I'm, I'm banking podcast episodes. That's, That's how we got them now. That's how we got them. Yeah, easily. <laughs> I, I got. I wanted to say no, but I was like, well, what excuse can I make? I literally he. I asked him. I asked him to do it. He messaged me. What the fuck else do I have going on? <laughs> and hey, and and did it hurt my feelings? Of course it did. But I'm not gonna not have him on here. <laughs> right. And and the fact that it hurt your feelings, just. It makes me happy. <laughs> what? A, damn it! What? Uh, I what? feel. I feel like I'm listening to two of the same people talking. To each other. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult to either of us. It is not a compliment. Um, <laughs> I, I did marry you, so uh, still, I, I, I continue to question your decision making. I, yeah. I question the taste, honestly. <laughs> it doesn't. It does not make sense to me. Can I just real quick? I don't know if I say this enough. I, I don't know if I say this. I say it out loud, but I don't know if the people from the podcast know. She is so much fucking smarter than me. I do not understand what she's doing. And I'm like legit writing out this until she realizes what she's done and how poor of a decision it is. And until then, I'm just going to fucking coast. I'm going to coast. Now, now, this is like a little, little inside because we talked before, but here's my theory on this <laughs> oh, God. i think i think she really likes to be a podcast participant there we go <laughs> now hmm. now if she had to do any of the editing she'd get divorced she'd find somebody better no you're willing to do all the work so she's like i can lay on my couch and kind of do this you know yeah. i got a cat's butt right near me why would i move yeah that's that's pretty much life, except I also like barely want to be a podcast participant. That's 100% true. Uh, you got to go back to the back catalog of these. Uh, there was a time where she took a break from being the host for, quote, her mental sanity. So <laughs> she came back. I think, yeah, I, I think it's better that she left the podcast and not the house. I'm yeah. so no. oh, I got real lucky on that mm-hmm. one. I got real lucky on that. You have I three cats. Is that correct? I do have three cats. What yeah. are Dennis your cats? Mac and Sweet D. Den- oh okay. All right. It's always it's always sunny. Uh, runs deep in my house. Uh, <laughs> right below, I, I made this office and and I created it and and the, one of the last things I put on it is a big Patty's Pub flag that hangs below my TV on like right to the floor so I can cover up all the white space. And yeah, so it, it's it's the cats. I I put a cat tree in my office. So they can watch me work, and uh, they they just hang out. So there's a pretty good chance uh, at least one of them is going to run across the keyboard. And, that's uh, that's fair. Kinda, you yeah. you've seen the one. Uh, this one's Penny. Uh, by the way, doing this on Zoom is amazing because now we're just having conversations about things that the audience hears about, but yeah. still can't see. This isn't the first. Like Penny will get up on the. 
Penny will get up on the couch and just rub herself on the microphone arm, the pop stopper, yep. the mic itself. Every episode. Every episode. She Multiple times an episode. Doesn't do this when nothing's there. She no. just really... Li- I, I, I'm Honestly, we're this close to booking her on the next one. <laughs> okay, so here's my theory. And I, I really, I just, just uh, had this on my podcast today. I mentioned the story. I was doing a podcast uh, a few months ago with... Uh, a comedian in Rochester, and and uh, one of my cats, he he stepped right on my mute button, <laughs> which, which if you look at your keyboard, uh-huh. is the smallest of all the buttons. <laughs> and so it, the sound went out, and and uh, I couldn't hear anything she was saying, and and I was like, what's going on here? And I, I was frustrated, like like I was new to to Zoom and. And my my audio program, and I was like, "What am I doing?" And, and you know, it's morning, and and I was nervous and whatever. And finally, like, it, it took like two minutes, but I found the mute button, and I was like, "My damn cat!" And it's like, like, but the great part about podcasting from home is you can always blame your problems on your cat. You absolutely can, and, and it's completely believable. I will just say wholeheartedly, we do this from home weekly. I have no fewer than three times an episode blamed a cat for something I did. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, it makes complete sense and I got three of them and and I got three cats because I'd have three people to blame or you know three animals to blame but, no they're people you know, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I do think they're people yeah. and like and uh I don't think they're my kids like I'm not that way and 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 thank God my mom and dad are not like hey where are grandkitties I mean I wish they'd say hi to me once in a while but <laughs> not my cats but uh I, I I look at them and I'm like oh you're the greatest thing in my life you're a great thing that doesn't make sense. Yeah. You're a person. Like, you're my favorite person. Yeah. My cats are registered voters. My my, <laughs> ca- my cats are going to be going down the goddamn street to the consistory to cast their ballot in about a week. In, sorry, in a week and four days. It's just yeah. happening. And you're going to jail. I don't think so. Okay. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Voter fraud's not real. Anyway. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep, keep them out of the streams and the, the dumpsters <laughs> and wherever the ballots are found. Yeah, look, my cats know how to pull a ballot. They know how to pull the. They know how to pull the lever. Um, <laughs> I had to get us to politics. I know. Good for you. Because like legit, I would have talked about cats forever, and we're like eleven minutes in. <laughs> I would have whatever. I would have one hundred percent. This this I'm would have listening. turned into the cat podcast. Like, I'm listening. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Nobody has to, doesn't matter. I think I like else. this better. I think honestly, I like it better. Honestly. <laughs> She 100% would like, if if this was just about people and their cats, it would not be a pain to get her on. <laughs> she would 100% be like, I've set my shit up right now. You want me to do some editing? I'll do it. <laughs> um, We had our uh, second, I guess, second and final um, presidential debate. Remember, we didn't have the last one because the president did not want to participate in a Zoom call. Um, So we had our, our second and final presidential. Uh, presidential debate between um donald trump and joe biden uh so it was moderated by Kristen welker let's start with the moderation um personally actually you know what i don't want to i don't want to influence anybody um katrina what did you think of the moderation much better much better than either of the two moderators we'd seen previously um but I, I do want to say it's probably helpful that the candidates had a mute button this time. <laughs> so <laughs> do you think the mute, how much do you think the mute button played into, into, I think it did. I think, um, I don't know to what extent, 
but I think not only was the mute button like there as an option, but the candidates knew it was there. And I think at times were muting themselves before they mm-hmm. could be muted. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> if that makes sense. I know I do think that that's true. Uh, one of the things that was like it was important was to make your answer more succinct and not meandery. Yeah. Just so that you don't get that embarrassing moment where you're still talking about some nonsense and just don't hear you anymore. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it was intentional, but the way uh, Welker was just going, okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> to the things the president said, I liked that part. So I was very happy with the moderation this time. Mike, what about you? Well, I, I think, you know, if, if you look at the mute button like you would, I don't know, the spray bottle for a cat. <laughs> See, I can bring it always back bring to cats. It so back there we go. to cats. So, but I think, I think, yeah, like it's, it's a psychological move because I don't, I think I noticed the mute button once or twice early, mm-hmm. but I think they, they just internalized that, okay, uh, it's actually, you know, they're actually going to hit it. Yeah. So I don't want to look like an idiot. Uh, so I got to wrap it up. Uh, I liked her and, and I thought, you know, and I think it's dumb on, I don't know if it's dumb on Trump's play, part or, or, well, probably, but I think a lot of things he does is dumb or <laughs> are dumb, but like, uh, he started bad mouthing the moderator like six days ago. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why even do that? So, you know, I guess if he's, if he's thinking about it psychologically, it's like, well, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, badger her. So it's in her head to go easier on me. So mm-hmm. it doesn't look like she's a bitch, you know, but it's like, no, I think, I think what it did was it, it made her a little tougher. Yeah. And say, yeah. And he is not used to, I mean, you look what he did with Leslie Stahl in 60 Minutes, or we will see it. And, uh, uh, you know, anytime a woman uh, is tough on him, he does not like that at all. I think that's so very when, fair. When she fair. says, okay, okay, Mr. President, well, okay. Like, I, that's something that Chris Wallace, he, he walked right over Chris Wallace and didn't do that to Chris mm-hmm. Walker. Yeah. Chris, uh, so I'll, oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Just uh, something else I remembered to point out. Um, she didn't like uh, try to coddle him the way other people do. Uh, like, Mr. oh, President, no, you're going to love, love this, this next, next question. Next question. You're going to love it. It's just wait, just wait, just wait. You'll love this. Next... Like she's no, she was all business. And mm. I really liked that. Yeah. I-, I do think that Kristen Welker did the best job of um, all of the debate moderators. I think she was better than Susan Page. I think she was better than um, Chris Wallace by a country mile. I think that, uh, Kristen Welker went in knowing the knowing the terrain she was going to ooh baby I used my own name uh, knowing the terrain <laughs> she was going to deal with and was was ready for it she was ready for the president to um, at some point start to badger her and try to badger Joe Biden and try to jump in and and, and needle his way through the debate um, uh, 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 this time it took a little bit longer than previously. Um, but she was ready for that. She was ready with, with specific questions when they were, um, you know, having their little, uh, discussions about whatever nonsense they were having at the ends of the topics when she wanted to move on, she was able to give that, like, she's like, look, 10 seconds, you answer. And then we're moving to the next topic. And then she'd give the next one 10 seconds and then she'd be able to move on. I think that, I think that she did a good job of allowing them to flesh out the, uh, flesh out the actual debate that they were having while also staying in, in control of the debate. Mm -hmm. I think something she did that, um, Susan, uh, 
Susan Page. Susan. All, yeah, Page. Susan Page. I'm Susan. just remembering Susan. 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 Um, Listen. Not Susan. Susan, thing, I got it. Susan. Hang I didn't on. like how Susan Page didn't ask any follow-up questions yes. during that vice presidential debate. And I think uh, Welker did a really good job of following up mm-hmm. um, an appropriate amount. Like, she didn't just keep going after either of them that made it look like she was attacking, but she did follow up when something was said that needed a follow up yeah. for sure. Now I'll, I will say that I think that there are numerous times where we needed a, a fact check that she didn't provide. Um, but she didn't, I guess, take it into as her job to fact check the candidates, which I severely think is needed in debates. Um, but she, she did, you're absolutely right. She followed up on questions that needed more of an explanation, more of a, um, more of a discussion. And she was able to do that, which was, Super beneficial to the the electorate. I thought she played everything pretty much down the middle too. Mm-hmm. And like I, I don't know if you know this, but I was a reporter for like twelve years. So like I I go in there and and I think when I when I go into like a news situation or something like that or anything that you know deserves a, a check on on bias, I go into reporter mode. Mm. So I liked what she was doing, and you could tell like like that's. That's where she was coming from. It, you know, even with Biden, uh, she did say the ten seconds, and she asked people to clarify, mm-hmm. and that was great. And and but you know that when she was dismissive, that was because it was an obvious lie, right? Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, he's not gonna, he's gonna double down, he's gonna triple yeah. down. Yeah. So so, she, so what's the I point think, of doing this? I think I think <clears throat> one of her best qualities last night was uh, to not waste time uh, with the stuff that's just gonna, you know, because if you're not gonna fact check, then you move on. Yeah. Move on and right. like uh, uh, you know that's I guess the the better of two evils I suppose. Mm-hmm. I no I I absolutely agree. If you're if you're going to do this and you're not like your plan isn't like okay this person said an outright lie we are going to now take the time to go through all of the lies in this. I, I think you're absolutely right that the best move is okay um this nonsense was said um and, and she'll sometimes throw a little comment at the end of it and then keep moving. Um and she allowed, you know, when, when, uh, for example, like when Trump would lie about Biden, um, she would then say, like, when Biden would be like, hey, hang on, I have to respond to this. Ten seconds, go ahead and respond. Same she would, same thing she would do for uh, Trump when, when Trump wanted to respond. Ten seconds, go ahead, and then we got to move on to the next topic. So, so I think you're absolutely right. She gives that, like, she's not gonna, she's not gonna fact check that. She's gonna move right on. But if someone wants to um, come in with, with the what they what they want to either fact check or what have you she was ready to let them let them do that in a very short amount of time which i thought was good yeah and i don't think you could come away from that debate saying that uh you know she was on one side or the other because you must not be sean hannity well hang on i don't get hang on my my boy sean my boy sean 100 thinks she was in the tank for dems he thinks Chris Matthews is in the tank for the Democrats, <laughs> you know, and like they work together. They're, they're oh, the you mean Chris network. Wallace? Okay, I, for, oh Chris Matthews. Yeah, my fault. My Chris fault. Wallace. Chris Wallace. No, no, that's okay. I, I mean, I, they're all the same. I one hundred percent. Look, that's the real Chris debate we need. I don't give a shit about this Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pine, and Chris Evans nonsense. I want to know about Chris Wallace, Chris Matthews, Chris. Do you want? Do you want to talk? Well, I, th- I say we talk about their sexiness right now. Look. It's Hayes. It's Hayes. I mean, it's Hayes. Hayes, <laughs> like, oh. Hayes has that boyish, like, that, like, that, like, that bookish, uh, he's, he's 
man Rachel Maddow that I'm like super into. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. I don't. He's a base. He's a Cubs fan too. He's a baseball guy. I could get along with him. Okay. Okay. He has a podcast too. Why is Why is this happening or some shit like that that I don't <laughs> listen to that I should because I really like Chris Hayes. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that was honestly, that's one of the better detours we've ever had. <laughs> I bet you never thought you'd be on this podcast debating the sexiness of Chris Hayes to Sean, or to uh, yeah, Sean Hannity, Chris Wallace and Chris Matthews. I'm trying to think of an, another Chris, uh, another Chris news person. I am, I am Maybe. coming up blank and I don't want just dead air on the, on the podcast. <laughs> Maybe Chris news person is like, a combination of everybody yeah, yeah. whose name you don't know. There you oh, go. Man. All the white guys. That is a comedy sketch. Chris <laughs> News person. <laughs> I love that. I, love I think it's that. Irish. <laughs> um, so we we had a uh, an hour and a half debate between the two viable presidential candidates. Unfortunately, Joe Jorgensen was not invited. Um, and I don't think that's unfortunate. I don't care. Uh, we, uh, went over a bunch of topics, COVID, election interference, North Korea, healthcare, the relief bill, race in America, my favorite topic, climate change. What were some of the highlights and lowlights that we all, um, saw? I'd be more than happy to go first if, uh, anyone would, if you would like me to. Do it. Um, one thing I think that is the, the one thing I think is super important um, that I wanted to raise first is the callousness of the president. The president of the United States was asked about uh, the um, when, when they were talking about climate change slash energy policy. Um, the president was asked about, you know, people of color living in neighborhoods where they believe that they're being sick, but they're being made sick by the pollution from the, uh, from the energy sources that are, that are in their neighborhoods. And the president's immediate response was so callous, uh, just they make good money immediately equating it to, well, they make money, so they really shouldn't be complaining, and giving absolutely zero um, zero thought to the actual question, uh, immediately turning it back to dollars and cents. That was the thing that like infuriated me and I thought was the lowest moment of the debate for him. I don't know if that was um, seen by everyone in the same way that I did. But that was the one thing that like really a, a lot of things annoyed, angered, frustrated me about this debate. That one was just a, a vision into the callous dark heart of the president of the United States. And I was incensed and I'm wondering if anybody else was Mike, I'll start with you. I think well, my impression is that uh, I think Trump watched Aaron Brockovich, but like <laughs> fell asleep during it and woke up at different parts. Uh -huh. Like, like he saw, he, he just slept through all the cancer parts and, and <laughs> the, the sickness parts, but woke up right when they got Hinkley to pay like $333 million. <laughs> like, he's like, that's the payoff. And, and it's like, no doofus. Like they have to incur a lot of uh, harsh realities mm. in order to maybe make, I don't know what they're making, but it's not, $333 million. It's not worth poisoned no. water. I think I think what it was is that 
I, at least for me, that was a very unexpected question. Like a, a lot of the other questions are pretty typical of what we're hearing about this election cycle. That was a very specific question that I haven't heard anyone ask. So I think we saw what is literally his first reaction to a question like that. Everything else he's got like a planned response for. That was his first gut reaction to something he wasn't expecting to have to talk about. It was just like, well, I get some money, like, so yeah. who cares? <laughs> and that and that but, kind of points out like who he is, yeah. right? That 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 is a big <laughs> indicator of who this person is. Well, the the immediate response, quote, the families that we're talking about are employed heavily and they are making a lot of money, more money than they've ever made. Like, right, but it's hard to spend the money when you're being poisoned going to the do- Well, it's pretty easy to spend the money at the doctor, but you're going to the right. doctor and you're sick and then oopsie daisies, you're dead. What the fuck? You have to be a human person to answer that. Yeah, but he's not a human person. No. Nope. Like, like I think he's he's like Scrooge McDuck. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it is all money first. Like, mm-hmm. like there's no way that guy knows uh, his grandkids' names or his kids' birthdays. Like, it, if it if it didn't start with a, a bank a, a dollar sign, he's not going to remember it. it. It's he he runs every single thing in his life about money and and polls and appearances. Like, mm-hmm. he is as superficial as a president as we probably ever have uh, had or ever will have uh, he is 100 you could tell you can tell every move he's going to make by the money mm-hmm. the money either behind him or dangling in front of his face yeah i think that it's that i mean one of the one of the attacks that biden used throughout the debate which i think is just a a factual attack on on um president trump is he he measures success by the stock market. He doesn't measure success based on how, you know, ordinary families are doing. He, he measured success by how much millionaires and billionaires are making. And he could give a fuck less about main street. I I think the number is like 53% of people have stock, like a, money in the stock market at all like, Ooh, like I did 401k or anything i think it's 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 higher than it's the majority people mm-hmm. but it's like barely uh I have, not, I have they're not they're not like and i have go ahead i have, I, I have money in, in my 401k but i haven't contributed my 401k in like 10 years or not mm-hmm. that's not maybe a little less but like <laughs> it's just there uh because i left a job at a newspaper that was contributing and i i went into service or like you know uh, uh i became my own boss so it's like, I'm not, I don't make enough money to throw in to my 401k, but I've got one. And I, twice a year, three times a year, I get a letter from uh, my 401k reminding me that I have a 401k. <laughs> like, I, I am not a functional adult. Like, I, I just don't know. So, like, what the stock market, if it goes up, goes down, it, I think it doesn't affect me, even though it probably does. But, Regardless, I'm not touching that money until I I'm about dead anyway. Yeah, and so I think that was nothing to me. That was a really good thing that uh, Biden I think was smart to point out when he's talking about the stock market. That doesn't affect you, and and, and Trump's response was 401k, 401k. But like you're saying, 
no one cares about their 401k until they're about to retire. Mm-hmm. So right. most families and stuff, like, they're not concerned about what their 401k is doing right now. They've got 20 years until retirement. What matters is what's happening with your paycheck right now. Are you getting an unemployment check if you're out of work? Are you forced to go in to an unsafe environment? To serve? Like, it's that's what people care about right yeah. now, not what the stock market is doing. Yeah, like, and I'm and I'm guessing that like my dad told me like I'm guessing most people uh, when they find out they have a 401k or they're working for somebody that would contribute to it, the only piece of advice I got was don't touch your 401k, yeah. you know, because it's going to depreciate and you get penalized for it. So, you know, he could take a shit on the stock market right now and it's not going to affect me. Now, will I lose some money? You know, I guess. Uh, but I won't notice it until like 2050. Yeah. <laughs> so what does it matter? Right. Like the thing that he would like, he would like leverage that against is he's sort of just like, look, we can't, for example, when it like, again, with climate change, he was essentially like, we can't really regulate businesses because it will be negative for the economy. And just kind of ignoring the fact that the earth crumbling would also be negative for the economy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think one of the things that is super important is like to understand is like the, the continued use of fossil fuels is not good in the, in the long term for the planet. And we can, you know, talk about the pros and cons and the benefits and, and costs of, of, you know, of, of the what's going on with businesses, but businesses won't they, those businesses won't continue to exist if we have a flawed planet that is uh, having all sorts of things that are that are that are like all sorts of natural crises uh, that could heavily damage those businesses. Like the the thing that the thing that Biden seems to be able to tap into, though not as much as I'd like him to, is that. One, the environment's important to keep around, not just for business purposes, but for morality purposes. Like, he's he's resigned to the fact that he's 77. He's not going to feel the, uh, the, the full effects of climate change the way that, like, someone like uh, us, someone like us right. will feel. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm not going to be here. So we need to keep a better planet for... Um, the people coming behind us. Um, and he was also able to use that, uh, tailor that to an economic argument by saying that we can lead in, we can lead in renewable energy businesses, um, which is a super helpful argument to make when you're making it to a populace that sometimes values money over the planet. I thought that, I thought that those kinds of arguments were super effective and are, um, I think that they are effective. Katrina, what are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are, how do you think that compares to um, all the birds are going to die? Oh, man. If we go to wind power, I, it'll just kill all the birds. His quote was something along the lines of, I know more about wind than you. <laughs> birds are going to die. And we're like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Well, I just want to let you guys know, as a, as a big proponent of birds my entire life, uh-huh. he won me with that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was so pro Biden, but I heard the birds and I'm like, you know what? I gotta I go. Feel like I think I gotta go with this Trump guy because of all these birds that are gonna die. <laughs> like I, it makes I wanna know where he gets some of this stuff. 
Fox News, the internet, somebody <laughs> saw a tweet something. QAnon. <laughs> His, see, I think that's one of the problems with the president. The president tends to, like, say, oh, I saw this here. Or the first time I saw this was, I saw it this way. And then seem to, like, indicate. Like, he indicates to other people... I have no capability of accepting new and correct information or understanding and processing being wrong. I mean, that's what he, like, in the town hall with Savannah Guthrie when he's saying, that's not what I saw about Look, masks. All I know about QAnon. 85% of people who wear masks get COVID-19. Like, all I know about that's QAnon not what I is saw. that, they're, I heavily, saw that. <laughs> they're heavily against pedophilia, and that's all I know about them. And... I also am heavily against pedophilia, as long as you don't look at any quotes I said about a teen pageant I have. Or uh, my own daughter. <laughs> like, so I'm also heavily against pedophilia, so based on those two facts, I think they're fucking great. Like, that's that's what he... Just this, just this previous debate. Uh, the, the first time I saw about Black Lives Matter, they were saying this negative thing about the police. And I didn't look into them any further. <laughs> like, that is what he does. He he takes, he, he at least, his outward, now I don't know, if, I don't necessarily believe that that's what he, in like, he takes the first thing and internalizes it. Because someone likely has told him, hey, you're a piece of shit, and he didn't internalize that. So <laughs> I do think, I do think that he, like, uses that as an excuse. But he, his outward portrayal to the, to the electorate is i am super easily swayed as long as you talk to me first <laughs> like so you touched on a little bit but when when he says oh the first time uh i saw this then i didn't look into any of it uh i don't know much about QAnon. i i don't know much of the proud boys shouldn't that alone i mean not his beliefs yeah but shouldn't his ignorance of those things automatically disqualify him from being the head of the government you're the like, president you of so. the fucking right. united states you like would think the fbi so. says oh this is a terrorist organization organization you should know about it like that that should be in your briefing material which i'm sure it is but you if you it don't is. if you ignore that how you are yourself a security threat. but the problem is that to a large uh portion of the voting population Ignorance is a good quality. Yeah. They like that he doesn't know. They like that he's not a smart guy. Like it's it's better to be stupid to them to be than to be an educated person because that makes you an elite and then you look down on them. This is the huh? this is the this is what happens when I want to have a beer with that guy goes fucking way too far. When I want to have a beer with that guy means I want to sit and listen to that guy and I'll trust whatever he says, even though he also is telling me he has looked no further into this. Like he has he has security briefings. He knows that white supremacist groups are the are the like major uh, threat to uh, domestic to, to domestic problems to domestic terrorism. He knows this. He has been told this. He knows that saying like that encouraging his crowd to chant "lock her up" at Governor Gretchen Whitmer, who has already had a fucking kidnapping plot against her, is inflaming this. He knows. So it is. It is less about him being like dumb which he is but it's less about him being dumb and more about him being just a a 
legit soulless monster. Yeah, I, I just, I, I see, I don't know. I, I want to know, I, I, there's, and he's obviously playing dumb in this part, but like, like, I just want him to say, or somebody to ask him, what does Antifa mean? Like, break it down. What is Antifa? What's fun uh-huh. mean? <laughs> and like, like, oh, it's a gang. It's like, no, you dumb shit. <laughs> You're I- anti-fascism. That's mm-hmm. it. Can I, can I say something that is going to 100% uh, this is literally, I, I, this is going to like take away all my like leftist street cred. And I understand that. Um, <laughs> uh, but so one, I don't think an, like Antifa is not a threat to the country. The way that the president says it's a threat to the country. It's 100% not that's fucking bullshit. However, <laughs> when we, when we defend Antifa based on their name being anti-fascist, I get it. However, I'm reminded of Parks and Rec when they had that cult called the the Reasonableists. Oh, <laughs> and, right. and they were called that because, well, how can you argue with a Reasonableist? <laughs> I, I get reminded of that every time. Now, do I think Antifa's a threat? Fuck no, absolutely not. But it's a threat. It's not a threat because it's an idea. Not because it's called Antifa. <laughs> That's right. I literally like every time that happens, I'm like, I should say something. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna. I want I want my leftist friends to know that I'm still on their side. <laughs> and I don't want to use Parks and Rec against them. <laughs> that's not I don't wanna sidetrack it again, but that's not um it's not like a the uh remember the old guy? Who was convinced the day was going to end? Yeah, that, that that's him. That's end. him. Is that it? That's that exactly it. Okay. it. All right. That's exactly okay. it. <laughs> where he's like, where he would write a check for stuff <laughs> after when he thinks the world's going to end, and like laugh at Ron Swanson because he wrote a check to purchase a bunch of whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> I find that like soups funny. <laughs> I think that's amazing. <laughs> I think that's amazing. And I'm like, I, I listen to that, and I'm like, oh no, like I, I can equate those two things uh but they're they're not the same antifa is not a threat so don't worry about that let's move to uh covid um donald trump did not want to talk about covid tonight in fact that's why he uh, got upset about the debate topics because he didn't want to talk about this he wanted to talk only about foreign policy to kind of pretend that covid doesn't exist but unfortunately for him and the rest of us, it exists, and he's the president during it. So, what were what were uh, your takeaways from the COVID um, discussion? I had a couple of things that I was confused about and needed clarification. So, if you want to start there, we could start there. I, I think uh, you start with God. He's so dumb. Uh, <laughs> like he starts off with a projection of like the the actual projection of 2.2 million people. Mm-hmm. They expect 2.2 million people to be dead. It's like, no, you dumbass. Mm-hmm. Like that's if you do nothing. That's if you do absolutely The worst nothing. case like, scenario was 2.2 million dead. Which, which in his defense is probably what we're gonna get. He's like, mm, I'm trying to get there, guys. Yeah, it's like, I could beat it. I could beat like, it. Like, uh, but like. Hire's better, I'm gonna get there. I mean, there. Do, I wonder if he, he must think that, that, that we're, as a population, we're dumb enough to believe everything he says because, yeah. you know, forget forget the thing that says, oh, 15 people have it, it'll be down to zero soon, whatever about that. He keeps pushing the expectation back. 
Mm-hmm. Like he was at 100,000 at one point. He was at 200,000. He was at 400,000 at one point. And like he's looking at the the absolute uh, worst possible scenario as the minimum. Mm-hmm. So as he hits below the, you know, the new minimum, he's a success. Like I wish life worked like that. It doesn't though. <laughs> like unless unless you're fucking a quote unquote billionaire, mm-hmm. you know, life doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I was really happy that, I mean, it was glaring that he didn't have a plan still, and Biden does. And, and you know, it's a relatively simplistic plan, you mm-hmm. know, on on paper, you know, more testing and, uh, you know, a vaccine once it's through trials and everything. Uh, but I, I was more impressed. Well, I, I shouldn't say more impressed, but Biden impressed me. I mean, he could he could have said anything and it would have impressed me compared to Trump's answer. But yeah. but that he's more realistic about it. Yeah. And I think that's what. That's what we need. And Trump is not, he can't do it. He can't do realistic. No, that's, that's very true. Um, I think I didn't have many takeaways from this discussion just because it's the same thing that's been happening for months at this point. You know, one's lying and pretending it's not a big deal. And now he's saying I'm immune and I took this great drug. Um, so I guess you'll all be fine. Um, and we've got somebody who's being honest about, yeah, we might have to shut down. Uh, I hope we won't. I'll give you guys money so that hopefully we don't have to. It's going to be quote a dark winter. Yeah. Dark winter. Um, the thing that I took away the most was that apparently the CDC says this is going to, we're going to be socially distancing through 2022. I wrote that down. (laughs) Which I heard and went, Oh, wearing masks and socially distancing into 2022. Just to be clear, Katrina and I, uh, Katrina and I, I know that like there are some guide, you know, there are guidelines and there are people that can like, you know, go and you can do certain things here or there. Katrina and I do nothing. We, we sit here in this home. (laughs) We, we have one person over in the home. Um, maybe every couple of weeks uh that's not one of us and that's it and then like for my birthday we had people and that fucking was a disaster (laughs) um so like it is so horrifying to know that this is gonna continue until 2022 damn it damn it damn it um (laughs) the only the only saving grace of that is if like you know you gotta have biden in charge though absolutely Uh, yeah yeah. Is that and the Democrats to take the Senate mm-hmm. is that if it does last till 2022, you would think they would take care of us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, financially, at so, least. And yeah, and help out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want to get into I want to get into the relief bill a little bit later. But you're absolutely right. Like, those are the things that are that are important to having a uh, Democratic Senate, Democratic House and Democratic president to get those things passed. Because they are important. They are something that, you know, sustains, they, they can sustain businesses. They can help businesses continue um, during the time of COVID. Uh, and those are, we're going to get to those. Uh, one thing that I wanted to write, the one thing I wrote down in my notes, my copious notes, um, was uh, the president said a vaccine will be coming within weeks. And then Kristen Welker, after he was done speaking, said, is that a guarantee? And he said, no. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so my question is, what the fuck? How can you say that and then immediately, mm, I don't think so. 
What, what do you mean? How can he say that? Oh, I, listen, I understand how. <laughs> well, he can what kind do of it. question is that? How I, can he say? He says whatever he wants, and it's fine because this but, is the world we live in now. So. But I don't. I don't want to live in this world. Well, <laughs> we'll see in a week and a half if we still live in this world. Can anyone explain to me why um, we keep talking about Biden being behind Trump in COVID when Trump is the president right? and Biden is? A guy, yeah. like, like I, I see. We, keep- I can't believe that Biden's response to I banned China and and uh, Biden said I shouldn't have banned China when I banned them. Why isn't Biden saying I didn't have the intelligence briefings that you had? I wasn't getting the data that you were getting. I'm not. You had the all the information in the world and were the president and you lied to us about it. Mm-hmm. Like that's an easy response. I don't know why he doesn't say it. He well, he did take that time to attack. Um, he he did point out like you have these intelligence briefings and yet uh praised um uh. Chief from mm-hmm. China, like you praised, you praised his actions. Said he had, was all over this, on top of this, when truly he wasn't. Um, like I agree with, I agree with you. Like, why not? Like, like, I'm not the president. You are the president, and you pushing this back on me is just another deflection and dereliction of your duties as the president. But Trump, he can't campaign as the president. Yeah, he can only campaign as the challenger. Mm-hmm. So what he does is if something you take Obama and, and Biden, uh, what they did for the economy, Trump goes in there. Now that's all him. Mm-hmm. He did great stuff. Pandemic comes in, rightfully or not, the market tanks or whatever. Trump passes blame. OK, I'll give you the coronavirus. I'll, I'll give you a pass on that. You don't get a pass for you know, taking all that money and giving it to to inflate the stock market mm-hmm. and then have it fall out again. Like, it's yeah. like, hey, dumb shit, give the <laughs> give the consumers the money mm-hmm. and we will naturally inflate the stock market. Yeah. Like, it will benefit all of us. You know like, what makes stocks go up? Spending, you dip. Yes. <laughs> now, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm on unemployment and, uh, you know, thankfully I, I was... You know, thankfully, I was let go way before the coronavirus because uh, I'm that good at my job. And uh, but like, <laughs> I, was, we do, I cut ahead a, a line. But like that, that $600 a month, I got that. And I saved a little bit. Like I've got a little bit of a savings going, thankfully, because I knew that, you know, my dark summer was coming. Uh, but like, like I, I spent a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. Which is what they I, want you to do. Yes. I spent money that I didn't theoretically earn. And I thought that was a fair trade. Like I, I propped up local businesses. Yeah. And because in my head, I said, you know what? I don't think the Trump administration will do that. So I'll do it. Uh, but yeah, but Trump can't, he, he is ineffective as a candidate, uh, as an incumbent mm-hmm. candidate. Mm-hmm. Like he can't do it because, because that means he has to take responsibility. I mean, one of the first things he said was, you know, I take full responsibility of this. It was China's fault. Yes. <laughs> yes. So like, yep. he, he is uh-huh. incapable what a line. of absorbing blame. Ooh, baby, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I think that's really interesting. And I think this debate, we saw that more than uh, I think we have so far in the campaign. That's exactly right. He is propping up this idea of him as not a typical politician. Mm-hmm. During this debate, he's like, oh, that's why people hate 
people like Joe Biden, politicians, career mm-hmm. politicians. Like you're you've been the president for three years. He, like he came out and said, like like Joe Biden, you were the you're a you're just a typical politician. That was a typical politician answer. He came out and said, um, you know, Joe, you could have done well. You were in the you were the vice president. Why didn't you do it? And but then when questions are like, hey, but. You, during your administration, this happened. He's like, here's what I will do. And you're like, wait, no, you just, you can't attack him for the same thing. Like, you you can't do that and and yeah. expect the American electorate to be dumb enough to buy it. I couldn't believe. And then we'll find out at the end of this podcast if they bought it. <laughs> I couldn't believe all the times that he's like, well, why didn't you get it done? If that's what you wanted to do, why didn't you get it done? And the fact Joe Biden's like, why didn't you get it done? I You're really the fucking president. See, like, yeah. and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, if we had a if we had a candidate that was not Joe Biden that was a little bit more um, pressing, we could have had a candidate that would have been like, right? But you're the president, right? So you should be getting something done. Like you shouldn't be talking about how this is something you plan on doing. You should have been getting it done. You're mm-hmm. the president. What steps have you taken to get it done? You're the president. We didn't have that with Joe Biden in this one. I still think he did well, but like not nearly as well as he could have done if he would have just went right back at the president for like being the president and still belly aching about things he plans on getting done without any sort of plans. Well, and you know, he wants to blame Joe Biden for his ineffectiveness for eight years. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, he he wasn't president for eight years. Yeah, uh, he was vice president. Stupid like, Obama's I, fault for fucking. Well, that's what I've been saying for years, and nobody's ever believed me on that. Yeah, but <laughs> look, this podcast has always been anti-Obama. <laughs> we have. You know, I'm, I'm so I sorry. Say, <laughs> I didn't. Mean I was saying. Say, I was saying thanks, Obama, forever, and nobody ever picked up on that. Yeah, never, no one it got never, it. No, but but like. Okay, so I don't know how the, I mean, it seemed like Obama and Biden worked well together. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine any vice president would succeed if they superseded what the president wanted to do. Like it doesn't, the chain of command doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, like, like it's a cop out, but between 2008 and 2010, the Democrats had control. Mm-hmm. They had control of the Senate. I, I think they had control of the House as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's true. So like, okay, so. Theoretically, if it worked, if the government worked back then, like it did now under McConnell, I mean, not now, I guess, like you go 2016 to 18 under McConnell, like it's like, okay, well, you wanted to cram eight, eight years of work into those two years, Mm -hmm. because as soon as 2012 came or 2010 came around, uh, you know, there was obstruction for everything. Mm -hmm. So what do you expect? Now, Trump had a good answer. Sometimes you gotta. Uh, sometimes you gotta get them to agree. Okay, that answer's great, unless you're dealing with Mitch McConnell, right? Who, also, who wh- said it? Who said it was his goal mm-hmm. to obstruct Obama and not allow any judges? What did you expect him to get done? Right. Also, he you can't do that while also not passing a relief bill. He he literally right. says yep. like he's like well so I, he did it in such a and and you know what. We we criticize women politicians all the time for their rightfully voice. so for 
Oh, did you did you have a follow up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. All in. hang on, hang on. I wasn't done yet. I wasn't done yet. This, <laughs> is, this is especially uh, <laughs> relevant considering Trump at a rally said, especially a woman in terms of we wouldn't have a uh, so president. Funny. So, so he it, like during the debate we we criticize women all the time for their like women politicians for their voices. It when he when he got to that point he's just like. You, you gotta you gotta negotiate with him, Joe. You gotta negotiate. You gotta get him to come to your You haven't passed a relief bill, you fucking moron. Like you both sides agree we need a relief bill. That's actually not true. Mitch McConnell told him to stop negotiating. Mitch McConnell said we're not going to negotiate. Uh, he said it in a tweet. He said it. We're not gonna negotiate. So, like, he's he's putting these things on Joe Biden when truly they are him. And he is them. He has no ability to like the the deal maker facade. We we pulled that drape back. He's got fucking nothing. Well, I don't think he has the desire to do it either. No, nope. I think if he I think if he were outspoken and said, "Hey, Mitch McConnell," and, and if, he, if he was honest, which is a big stretch, <laughs> but if he said, "Hey, I want to get something done," uh, I don't know because it'll make me look better. That's all he and is. it. So my my biggest complaint about this whole I don't know if it's my biggest but might be a little hyperbolic but one of my big complaints about how he's dealt with the coronavirus relief and everything is how how easy of a political win it could have been mm-hmm. because yeah okay if if he had listened to Fauci if he had listened to uh, Burks or anybody else uh, or worn a mat- the asshole could have sold MAGA masks. I don't know why he February. wasn't doing that from February. John. And I'm sure he saw them now, but February, he knew. This is like uh, Loeffler with the insider trading. He had the inside <laughs> trade on masks. Mm-hmm. He knew about it before anybody else did. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, you know, Fauci, science evolves. So if, if, if Fauci said, great, I think he was talking about the N95 masks. Yeah. And how, you know, we needed whatever. He yeah, that, take that, Fauci, that Fauci against mass things is completely taken it's, out of context. No, it, it, it's one, it's out of context. And two, it's like it evolved. So mm-hmm. it's like bullshit. And, and forget the fact that, you know, he amended whatever he said in April and it's October, you asshole. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think we can stop with the debate now, you moron. Uh, but I, I just I, I think he he completely punted the idea of legally buying votes yeah absolutely he would have if he would have come out in april for masks and promoted relief bills and promoted stimulus and everything else he would have easily won this re-election he would have easily won like i and i like biden i think he's a great person i i i I didn't i wanted i wanted elizabeth warren and i i thought i thought she would have destroyed Trump on every issue. I think I don't think there was a politician more prepared than her mm-hmm. in anything. And I love Bernie. I, I like people who are just I like all of them, honestly. Like like well, most of them. Uh but like Tulsi Gabbard, huge fucking Tulsi Gabbard fan. Well <laughs> did you see I have a canvas photo of her too. <laughs> oh man. I legit was how like, great would that be? Hang on. Uh, <laughs> so no but I I I liked all of them. Biden wasn't my first choice, but you know what? He, I think he is the guy to beat him. Uh, I, you know, we could talk about this later, I guess. But like, uh, Trump, Trump could have won if he said, you know what? I'm going to extend the $600 a month until October. 
mm-hmm. fuck until November third. Yeah. yeah. No, like or whatever, November sixth, and whatever the Friday is, and. I mean, he had opportunities, but he just he didn't care. Donald Trump would have if Donald Trump picked up the Heroes Act passed by the Democrats in May and yeah. championed that, that would have been so hard to defend against, right? You would have had to have uh Democrats playing defense on their own bill. Like right. like Joe like <laughs> If Donald Trump would have just been like, I am for stimulus checks for people, just people, everyday people. I am for bailing out small businesses. I am for making sure that the unemployed uh, have the ability to sustain themselves with that extra $600 a week. If he would have just taken these positions, do you know how hard it would be to run against that? It would be impossible to run against that. This president allowed himself to be and and he's a republican so he he that's that's what their the their policy was but he allowed himself to be swept up by like the senate republicans like lindsey graham who said we'll extend the 600 um payments over over our dead bodies and mitch Good. mcconnell Let's go for it i mean like legit <laughs> or like mitch mcconnell who was like we shouldn't be negotiating a stimulus package at all we should we don't need this we should like like businesses are yearning for this and the president could have been the champion of it, but he chose not to be. And he allowed the Democrats to take that space. And though I think that is a democratic value, I think the president who, who uh, touts himself as a business person could have 100% taken that space. And it would have been so difficult to deal with. But that that's part of my problem with the Republicans as a whole right now Mm -hmm. is that they don't think a step ahead, not all of them. Mm-hmm. A vote for Donald Trump likely is a vote for Lindsey Graham. It's likely a vote for Mitch McConnell and Ben Sass and and every Susan Collins. I mean, because it, I don't know about you guys, but to, I maybe I'll be different this time, but I doubt it now. But I usually vote down ticket mm-hmm. for one party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if There's I been decide- one time I voted for a Republican. And that was for Mayor of Bloomsburg. <laughs> oh, that's because you had him on your podcast. No, I had the Democratic mayor on my oh, okay, podcast. Okay, okay, okay. I yeah. did not vote for the him. The Democratic okay. mayor who was charged with soliciting prostitution. And said that there was a sinister cabal that was trying to stop his agenda as mayor. <laughs> we live in a small town, dude. What the <laughs> fuck's going on with you? I, I've been to Bloomsburg a couple times. I, maybe maybe he got all his business at the fair. Who knows? <laughs> but, but I think, like, like <laughs> I mean, Lindsey Graham is... I hope he's in trouble, but like Susan Collins is probably gone, and uh, uh, Corey Gardner in Colorado. Corey Gardner, yeah. Bye. Hickenlooper, Hickenlooper's gonna kill him. Hickenlooper's and, gonna take him out. Uh, so like I mean, in the election, you look, you look at Montana. I, I forget the guy Gaines. Steve. I think. So Steve and, Danes is um, running up against our Bullock. guy Steve Bullock, yeah. who who ran for president for I want to say. Six minutes, and yeah. he is—he's polling close. In fact, yeah. in fact, a, a, a statewide poll showed that Joe Biden was only down six in Montana. He's not going to be close. But, That's not going to be close. Ma- but Montana, I guess, is like uh, very independent. Mm-hmm. So they vote like that, that John be... Tester. Um, yeah. They had Governor Mark Schweitzer. I'm a fucking poli side nerd. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so... No, I like it. <laughs> 
No, I, but I, I just think th- these guys shot themselves in the foot. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to be cheap, go for it. But like, uh, n- no, nobody out of out of work right now or who's hurting for money is going to give a shit about the the deficit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What we want to know is what you're doing to help us. Yeah. Now, uh, like I said, they passed the House passed the the Democratic House passed the CARES Act in May. Nobody would have remembered. It was the Democratic House if the Republican Senate okayed it. Mm-hmm. And the, it, it would be two against one. Mm-hmm. Like you got the House, uh, you got the Senate and the President against the House. Yeah. Who cares anymore? If, like, because because you know what? I don't know if you know this. There are Republicans in the House as well. Holy shit. Let me write that down. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm sorry to break it to you. Like, I, I'm glad I could help. But uh, it, they, the Republicans could have stolen the election. It, legally it is yeah instead of instead of the way they're going to try to yeah. which ugh. but no you're you're absolutely right there, there's there was such like again running against this like this is what he did in 2016 right he ran on this like 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 local like populism right he ran on he ran on uh, as a as a populist and and he he just just is not able to uh, tap into that this time because he's now in within the system. So he's also trying to navigate like, you know, Republican politics within the system. And he's like, Oh, I can't just hand out money to people. <laughs> like they don't like that. And it's, it's bananas. It's bananas. Um, speaking of that, let's go real quick to the minimum wage. Uh, Donald Trump seemed to be... You can't do a $15 an hour federal wage. You can't do it. I'm thinking about it. You can't do it. You he, can't. He, he, seemed to take, he seemed to take the for and against position in a matter of one minute and 20 seconds. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> He's I mean, not a I principled mean... guy. If you if you think about it, I mean that's probably how he was uh, part of the reason he was elected president. Yeah. But like, he's always gotten out. Like, oh, you said this. Oh no, no, look at the look at the tape. I I agreed. I, I disagreed. Like, he's got it. Everybody's covered. I agree. Let's uh let's go to uh just because I I don't want to seem like we're biased. Let's go to some of the things we didn't like about the Biden performance. Um, first of all, I want to just preface this by saying, I think overall Joe Biden gave one of the better, like better debate performances that he usually gives. No, this was definitely his strongest debate performance out of the 7,000 debates (laughs) he's had. We watched a lot. We watched a lot. And I, I do think that this was, this was one of the better, if not best debates that he's had. He was not without his foibles, but he did do for the for the most part he did a he did a good job of showing where he was um a, uh, on the issues and performance wise uh he did a good job for the most part of getting his uh getting his policy thoughts out without sounding insane um <laughs> first thing i wanted to note uh, regarding COVID, Joe Biden said, there are no blue states, there are no red states, it's just the United States, which he was taking from um, Barack Obama when he when he gave the keynote address in at the DNC in 2004. Joe Biden then immediately said, but if you look at the spikes, it's in red states. <laughs> um, I thought that was a not great time to bring that up. Uh, <laughs> I, I understand what he meant. I understand what he meant, though. Like, Mm-hmm. Uh, because the the way Trump has been, uh, um, I was going to say dictating, which 
is probably right. The way he's been governing has been all red state. You know, if you vote, look what's happening in California. Mm-hmm. Like he won't give them relief bills uh, or help for you know half the state burning. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and he won't do that because he lost the popular vote or lost the electoral electoral college. He's never had California aside. So fuck him. Mm-hmm. Like right. that's why he's he'll put he'll gladly put uh, money to Tommy Tuberville in Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, but not you know. Listen, if, if they had if they had a Republican dem or a governor, uh, I'm sorry, a Democratic governor and senator senator in place, you know, uh, he might not help Alabama. Yeah, he's all about what can it do for me. Yeah, except for the response, but or COVID response, but like that. So I understand where, where Biden was going with that, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's I, whatever. Here's like, the thing: he did it better later, where he said, "I will be yeah. an American president. I'm not going to be the president of like I'm going to be an American president. I will be the president for you. I'll be your representative." I thought he did it so much better later, but his initial bringing that up was like, "Oh, there we go," because the president likes to look at things in the in the terms of blue states and red states, and and you know, like I don't like the blue states, and and I want to help the red states, and and and. Joe Biden was like, we don't want to do that. We want to look at, we want to, we want to help the United States, but these goddamn red states. I'm just like, no, Joe, don't do it right now. Um, Katrina, did you did you notice any other um, Joe Biden foibles? I'm sure I did. Didn't write any of them. <laughs> I don't no? take notes. Oh, that's right. Well, I forgot. You don't take mostly notes. Mostly, I sit through these debates, uh, looking away and. <laughs> Praying for the time to go by faster because I'm experiencing a state of extreme anxiety and dread. So. I remember it was about 10.09 p.m. where you were like, when does this end? This ends at a, this ends at 10.30, right? And we pulled up the thing and it said 11 and you were like, oh, no. No, yeah. Like, I literally almost had a breakdown because I thought I had to sit through another, like, half an hour. Um and then I found out I was wrong, and it was mm-hmm. just like the biggest sense of relief I've ever felt in my life. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, so <laughs> tell so, us, tell us what Biden did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I will say I think that I think that was a small mistake. Um, it, it, it honestly, it sounds like real bad if you watch it in real time. Like it sounds not good, but then you watch the rest of it and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, so it's not that bad. You um, know, it's it's probably one of those things that if Trump said it. We would make fun of it, yeah. but we like Biden, so you know. It, it, but I do think it's it's my it's like a, a slip of the of the phrase. But like, no, I, I there wasn't a whole lot I didn't like from Biden. I, you know, I I don't know. I I didn't I didn't think. I only saw well, I guess I saw all the debates, but like I I my memory isn't awesome with this stuff. Like mm-hmm. they all kind of blend together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know if it was his best one or whatever. I thought. I thought. Trump had a better debate, so it made Biden to me look not as good as he does against Trump usually. But you know, I didn't. I didn't. It was only your like, second time seeing Biden against Trump. Though. Yeah, I guess. And I, but I didn't. I didn't. Uh, you know, pick up anything that Biden really. You know, fumbled over tremendously. Yeah. I uh, think that um, to speak more generally about the performance. This was obviously a better debate by Trump than the first one. Trump yeah. was able to sound like a like an adult for five to seven yeah. minutes. Yeah. Uh, we we watched like the first I want to say fifteen minutes and we're just like, oh, like and and to because they were both just like calm to be clear, not making reactions, not interrupt. It was just like so strange, and we're just like, well, 
this will be bad if it keeps going like this for us. Yeah, to be clear, we we said uh-oh, not because uh like not because Trump is doing great or anything like that. It's yeah. just if Trump doesn't act like a straight up lunatic, the media is like, "Oh my god. He won. He, won. he, did so he, good. he was so presidential." So <laughs> for the first like 7 minutes we were like, "Oh, wow, he's not losing his mind." And then he let his lizard brain yeah. take over and yeah. started losing his mind. Mm-hmm. And it was but we, I, I was so impressed by Biden's reaction to that. Like, I feel yeah. like um, in the first debate, Biden didn't have a chance to react appropriately. Like, there was no opportunity um, to showcase anything strong. And I was just consistently surprised by his poise and the, like, intelligence of his answers. Like, just a lot less defensive than I'm used to seeing Joe Biden in a debate. I thought it was a very strong performance by him. There was a, a part where um, Trump was talking about, he tried to shoehorn in a uh, Hunter Biden, that, that mm-hmm. you know, supposed scandal. And, you know, he's like, you've made a lot of money. And first of all, before I even talk about that, when somebody says a, a politician made a lot of money, I don't know how he could afford that basement or whatever. If Joe Biden... <laughs> was or anybody was a senator for 42 years or or 30 i think it was 39 years or 36 years and then a vice president for eight years and you can't afford a house with a basement if you can't afford a mansion i don't think you should be in charge of the government you you obviously cannot hold your finances well hire the right people you are so inept at governing your house you shouldn't be like i i'm okay with politicians having mansions if we're gonna pay them that much fine especially if you worked in government for 30 plus years you're not a rookie on an nfl contract with uh with with bernie sanders remember uh when he was running and i think it was trump or yeah, it must have been Trump or, or somebody uh, made a comment about how he had two houses or three houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been in the Senate since like 1946. He wrote a like, book. Yes, like he wrote he a should. fucking book. Yeah. And, and it's like, just oh, so funny know. to see somebody who's got the government spending all its money on his goddamn golf courses right. try to act like Joe Biden is the one who's stealing all our money, like. The yeah. amount of money you've spent golfing at your own golf courses and forcing the Secret Service to like stay in your hotels mm-hmm. and upcharging them. Yep. Yeah, come on. Yeah, uh, we shouldn't I, I, be this stupid. Have you ever Have you ever even thought about staying in a hotel for six hundred and fifty dollars a night? Ugh, wow. I right. thought. Like, I thought. Oh boy, I cannot stay at this hotel for six hundred and fifty dollars a night. Right. Like I, I, I don't even think I'm allowed in my pay bracket or my. Uh, you know, tax bracket to look at a site like that. No, it's like no, get it out of here. Like, I get audited. You know how, like, no, you, you know how like uh, like beer companies uh, when you go to the website they they say, well, how old are you? When was your birthday? Mm-hmm. That's what the Trump Hotel does for finances. Yeah. Uh, what do you make a year? Oh, uh, twenty eight. God, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not here. But like, I I liked how Biden was able to shoo away that that kind of attack and saying, listen, you know. Uh, I've submitted 22 years of my taxes. Yeah. There we go. You know, yeah. It's there for you to see. Why haven't you submitted one year of yours? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want to talk about corruption, we start with you or we don't talk about it. 
Well, hang you on. Know, it's like, it's- now, Mike, just to be fair, I'm re- I wrote this down. Donald Trump's, he's still under audit. Now, I, I want to say right. he was, he was under that audit in like 2015, 16. And he, according to what I have written down here, he will be under audit until uh, November 4th, 2020. Well, so it is a very complicated mm-hmm. set of paperwork that yeah. even the lawyers don't know how to do. But it. but to be fair, he called his lawyer and asked, "How much do I pay in taxes?" And the lawyer said, "Quite a lot, Donald. Quite tens a lot. Tens of million. I prepay tens of millions. I prepay. Uh-huh. It's prepay. It's like, have you ever gone to the gas station and you got you 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 put in the money and you got that much worth of gas, but you put in the money first, you prepaid. I prepaid. I prepaid my taxes. I want to do like lose my mind. This dude just keeps saying the word prepay, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening with you? Now." In his defense, like I, I did Amazon sales for a little while and I made good money doing it. We had the option to pay every quarter mm-hmm. and it was an approximation of what you would owe at the end. I never did that because uh, I didn't make enough money. I mean, I made good money, but I didn't. I never knew how much I was going to make at the end of the year or mm-hmm. how much I was going to owe in taxes because, you know, the months fluctuate. Summer is low. Uh, Christmas is high. You'd never know. I was never confident enough. There is no way Trump just says the Trump who who charges for everything <laughs> is going to say, "Hey, government, you know the one I run, but also don't trust. Here's ten million dollars. I trust you know what to do with it, and you'll give it back to me when you know you're done with it." There's and I no just, way that happens. By the way, I, I the mean, IRS I, also treats me very poorly. Yeah. So yeah, what I did was gave them ten million dollars. Nearly as bad as the Tea Party. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like, yeah, okay. The New York Times looked at years and years of your tax returns, but they didn't realize that you were prepaying. That Fuck. doesn't show anywhere right. on your tax returns. Or, like, or uh, okay. they, even even though that, that quote unquote secret bank in China was out in the open, <laughs> they didn't find that either. Yeah. Nope. It's right out in the open. Nope. Kept it secret. In the open. As all, as all secret banks are, it was wide out in the open. Just, open secret. I think it's important to point out how absolutely insane this all was. And anyone who like knows anything about anything could tell that anything he's saying is a lie and is crazy and is ridiculous. He's still going to like get 40% of this vote. Yep. So I right. think that's important to point out. It's it's so higher, unnecessarily higher close. So much higher. Yeah, there's a possibility he fucking wins. So uh, let's throw out all the shit we thought we knew about politics and what we need to be doing because apparently it's all bullshit. Uh, remember the day? Lie. Remember the days when we used to color? <laughs> I, I want to do that again. Yeah. I want to do that again. Like, Oof. take me to Denny's, leave me there unattended, and give me a give me a coloring book, and I'm I'm good. Give me a placemat. Mom yeah. set. Sounds I want to go back to the time where we were in uh, elementary school and we just had that big, like that big multicolored circular tarp. Yeah. And uh, we just, yeah. and there was a ball. Oh, I don't even remember the fuck what that game Parachute. was called. Parachute. Oh yes. Give me that. Yeah. Give me that. I want Those that. Last thoughts on the debate before we go to closing slash. I don't even remember what I have here. Um, where <laughs> this leaves the race and poll results. My last thought is, thank God I don't have to listen to this anymore. That's that's my last thought. Mm-hmm. I thought the last question they they got was, it was interesting because it was a good question. I, it was, and I don't think Trump listened to it. No, because because <laughs> uh, he, he 
he, it looked like he almost answered. So I think the question was, what will you tell, um, say you're elected president, mm -hmm. what will what will you say in your address to people who did vote for you and people who didn't vote for you? Mm -hmm. And Trump made a campaign pitch to win their votes. And it's like, dude, no, dude, no. The hypothetical was what that, I'm going to say when I'm elected is this guy's right. not going to help you out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, but to, in Trump's defense again, that probably is. Yeah. He'll probably, probably what he'll say. I'll tell you what, Joe Biden, you elected Joe Biden. He's, he's yeah. a disaster. You're uh, you're the stock market's going to just plummet. So what a it was weird a, concession it, speech. This guy is it, giving. It, it, listen, he had a, what was it? Like a, what do you say? It was like bloody, uh, or something like that, and in, in, uh, in his first, in, his first, hopefully his only uh, inaugural speech was something like bloody. Oh, American Carnage! Yeah, right? that's what it was. That's what it was. I I feel like one of the one of my favorite quotes from Donald Trump was the American dream is dead. <laughs> so, so I think a pretty good gauge on what you're saying is is shitty. Is if George Bush, George W. Bush goes. The fuck was that? Man, man, you <laughs> like, need to, dumb. You like, need to tone this down. <laughs> I I'm not here. Uh, um, please get me out of here. Uh, so no, but I thought and I thought Biden's answer was really good. Now Biden did it kind of. He did it later. He, he, he sneaked in that little plea at the end, which mm. I think was effective. Yep. So because you know that's how you. I mean, it's close to debate. So yeah. he answered it well. You know, again, his, his line is. I'm going to be the American president. I'm going to govern. And I believe him. I mean, he's he's as center of the Republicans as I think you could. I mean, he's got a progressive campaign. But Democrats. I think but, I, but I think he is a, a central, you know, a centrist for the Democrats. Like, he's as close to, he's not a Republican. But, like, I think if the Republicans uh -oh. were, it, it's like a, it's like Merrick Garland. Like, like if the, if they were going to allow a Supreme Court justice in, mm -hmm. Garland was the guy. I will because, say, yeah. Because he might have been down the middle, which is what the Democrats want. I mean, hopefully. Well, uh, maybe maybe it'll, maybe it'll change now. But, that's what some know. Democratic voters want. And, and right. I was actually well, most because they picked Joe Biden, even though they had yeah. so many other choices. But, but I think ideally you want – you want to portray that Republicans and Democrats can work together yeah. and you are all playing down the middle. Like it, you know, theoretically used to be, but mm -hmm. I thought Biden, uh, I thought he came across with that uh, pretty well. And then he ended with a plea to sway the independents or the disenfranchised Republicans. Yeah. So I thought, I thought he did it pretty well. He, and he, but you're absolutely right that if there's anyone who like, if this moment is calling for a, uh, a person to unite the country, right? A, a person who will, who still has that idealism that he can work with the other side. Joe Biden is that guy for better or worse. I personally think it is a cockamamie pipe dream that Joe Biden still thinks that he has where he's like, I can go talk to Mitch McConnell and I can go talk to Kevin McCarthy and get a deal done. And it's like, me. I personally, I'm like, no, you fucking can't. You can't. They yeah. are straight up political monsters now, and they will not allow that. However, Joe Biden still runs with the ideals of the, you know, working with the other side well, well, well back in the day. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I think, I think if, if this is, if, if this is the moment that it calls for, Joe Biden's that guy. Like he's just that guy. Yeah, um, I, and I, I think 
I know, I know Democrats, and like I said, as a reporter, I'm trying to look at down the middle. Uh, I think some Democrats, you know, especially if you're aligned with, uh, you know, Cortez or, or uh, Bernie Sanders or, you know, Warren too, I think you get irritated by his um, propensity to work with the other side. I sure do. <laughs> I, I do too at times, but I understand yeah. what he's trying to do. And because he theoretically should have those people locked up and like their votes should be his. Now, some of them probably aren't, but they should be his. What he needs to do is get the free agents. And so, and that's, and I think that's where there's an argument on the left, right? There's an argument about like, should those votes just be his? I think that there's a definite discussion about like, like, does he have that progressive flank um, what can he do to get that progressive flank? And like, should he have to work for it? Progressives think yes, and and I and I tend to agree. Progre- he he we he shouldn't just have the left locked up. However, I personally am like, hey, though I get that you're like not cool with it, but you 100% need to vote because we it doesn't affect you. It affects the lowest, like the, 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 the most affected among us, the most vulnerable among us. And that is, that shouldn't happen. You shouldn't allow that to happen. No, but I I do think his, his campaign is lefter than a lot of people think. So, uh, and and first of all, you're not going to get anything done with Trump there. I think that's fair. So, so, you know, I, I think that alone should be enough, but you look at the, you look at the minimum wage, and uh, going 15, I, I think Hillary was behind that, but I think you know, it was, I think it was a Sanders thing first, and she adopted that. I could be wrong on that. I think but, she, I think hers was at the time hers was 12. Katrina, am I wrong? Yeah, I think 12. Hers was 12. Now. Sanders was 15, and right. Biden was 15. Right, which which is fine, and you know, hopefully it'll be more eventually. Yeah, but I think I think just that. I think I I think New York's is 11. 10 or something 1125 something like that so tie it to you know, inflation uh, tie it to inflation yes and and uh but there you look at the you know biden was uh i think he was asked the last debate or in the town halls or whatever about the the green new deal and you know i i don't i think he was a little defensive on that mm-hmm. but you know his framework is in it yeah so like i think you get there so I think people people see those talking points where like the Fox News talking points, whatever, or they just they read a headline and say, oh, Biden said he's not part of the Green New Deal. Yeah, because he's got something else. He's got his own but, plan. I think I agree. Right. But it's, so I think I think they're I think we all need to read a little bit more like I, I'm, I'm progressive as well. And I, I'm probably more socially progressive than uh, fiscally or anything like that. But but uh, I think there's a bigger picture. And, and what like you said before, um, you know, Biden is 77. So, or maybe, maybe it was a different conversation I had today. I don't, I remember, but uh, he's 77. He might only be around for one term. You know, he might get, he might go to, but, but I think what we need to do as Democrats is think about the next president Mm -hmm. and how do we win the next, I mean, we got to win this one, obviously, but how do we win again in 2024 and 2028 so we can continue the progress yeah. that the progressives want. I mean, it's in the name, but like, because you have to take these baby steps. And I think Biden winning is going to give us, it's going to point us in that direction. Yeah. 
Definitely. I agree. 100% agree. What Biden has to win and then we push his ass to the left. And then when he is done, we elect a, a very, very, very progressive uh, candidate to continue our move to the left. But okay. That's so my opinion. But you, but you go, you go from, um, let's say you go from Obama who was really, when he started, he was closer to the center. Uh, then, then whatever. I think you, he had to you, govern as this as a centrist, and and probably for probably for a few more reasons than Biden does. Uh, you know, he's got Obama probably had to work a little bit harder to get over. I don't know. Probably his height. I think his height. Was the <laughs> I thing. think it's his height. People were <laughs> so like, like, "Wow, this guy's too sexy to be president." He's very tall, man. I I bet he's good at golf. That's probably what they said. Uh, but like, uh, if you went from o- Obama right to Sanders, that might be. Uh, it might have been. I mean, granted, you went to Trump anyway, so I think it would have been know, great. But, it's just we had a we had such a backlash as a country where they right, were so, like, no. I, I here's what I think. Like, and I'm it's too simple, I'm sure. But when you're making a mixed CD or a mixed tape, or you're, you're DJing something like that, okay. You know, I like something corporate. We already we already established that. Uh, <laughs> so, you, but you can't go from uh, bad religion, a hard punk band right to something corporate. It's like, you need a transition. (laughs) You know, you're not going to go rap to country. Like you're going to go like rap to pop to country. Like it eases the transition. So I I think that's, that's what you kind of need to do. So Biden would be that transitional piece to Kamala Harris, to Cory Booker, to uh, probably not Sanders. I think he's he's done. He's older uh, than Biden. So I don't think so. But I, but I do think that, that, I think a lot of people are, are thinking uh, AOC eventually. Yeah. So, and you're not going to go from uh, Biden to AOC. You're not going to go Trump to AOC. You need to get on that path first and work your way into it. I'll say this. This is an interesting discussion. We're going to call it here just for the sheer fact that I, I like the idea of the, I, I get what you're saying with the bridge. Um, It makes sense. And, and honestly, it seems like just, just, uh, based on our country, that is not false. But um, I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree that that's what we need. But I do, I do agree that likely that is where the electorate is. They're not right. ready to make that big jump. So, yep. so we're gonna move. Uh, just for the for the sheriff's time's sake, we're going to move to um our uh, our thoughts on who won, who lost, and that sort of bullshit. And then I'm gonna go into the. Um, polling. So let me just ask uh, Katrina, how would you de- how would you score this? Who do you think won? I, I think it was a victory for Biden. I definitely think it wasn't as clearly a loss for Trump as the previous debate was. Um, he did enough to satisfy his base, mm-hmm. uh, whereas last time it was like some of the more um, uh polite conservatives were really upset by his performance oh he's so rude i don't know uh this time they're like that's the right level inconsiderate and racist for me um so so i do think his performance was improved from the last one but still um definitely a biden win uh definitely nothing that would sway this election in any sort of way mike what do you got yeah yeah i agree Uh, i think um, I think Trump dug himself in such a huge hole in the last debate, uh, getting, yeah, he got sick. You know, you want to feel bad for him or offer sympathy, but you can't because of the way it happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, 
he he pulled out of the last debate, uh, threw a threw a fit when they offered the Zoom solution, and uh, you know budged into a town hall. So I think he had all that stuff going against him. Trump needed to do so much better than he did. Like he just he fucked himself, mm-hmm. and he he was playing from behind. And there's no there, the only thing he could have the only thing Biden could have done to give up the the win or his his positioning was to like act like realistically shit himself on the stage. And I know, wrote down this, piss himself, but I agree that that too. And maybe maybe piss is better because it's more visible. But that's <laughs> you know, a dark suit. I don't know. But yeah, granted, if he shit himself, you think really think Trump's gonna ignore it? <laughs> hey, look, he pooped himself. Like, I think he's really above the the decorum. Yeah, uh, well, it'd be hard because no. Trump also shot himself, so he can't. Okay, that too. Oh, Trump's got a diaper. Uh, <laughs> so, so I don't know. I I, I think uh, I was impressed by not all of Biden's stuff, but I, I I thought he opened pretty well. I thought he closed beautifully. Uh, he hit he hit a lot of points, and and I think it was telling that even though Trump looked more of an adult. This time, Biden was the adult in the room. Yeah, yeah because definitely. he called him on his his bullshit. He he uh, you know nailed him on the on the taxes again. He deflected the Hunter Biden stuff pretty well, and yeah. mm-hmm. you know they they debunked it this morning again. Uh, so uh, not that that's going to matter to Trump and his base. No, but I don't think I don't think Biden lost any votes. I think think he probably gained a few. Uh, I don't think Trump won any votes. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think I think at this point in the race, one of the most important questions is like, where are we? Right. We're looking at all sorts of polling data that shows that the president is nationally down like somewhere between seven and ten points. So he needed a dynamite performance and he didn't give it. In fact, he didn't give one that was a winning performance. He started out in a way that made me nervous in the sheer fact that our media has like this this just in in <laughs> inability to correctly assess who he is. So if he changes his his um whatever for like 10 minutes, they're like, "Oh my goodness, he's so presidential." Um but he then slowly and surely turned back into the uh Pumpkin? lizard yeah, he, yes, it's almost yeah. Halloween, y'all. He turned back into that pumpkin and, and it just, he had no ability to sustain the, sustain what he was trying in the beginning of the debate. He devolved back into his complete nonsense. Um, Biden remained uh, resolute throughout, though making some, uh, some errors uh, just performance wise. Uh, I don't think any of it really hit him in a way that it hit Donald Trump. Um, so I, I really do think that he was um, the the winner of the debate. Uh, we had scientific polls, not those click, clicky clicky polls uh, that they put on uh, Twitter, but they had scientific polls um, of the deba- uh, of who won the debate. Um, YouGov America um, scored, uh, sorry, uh, the poll said Biden won fi- uh, 54% to 35%. Um, the CNN instant poll um, had Biden winning 53% to 39%. Data for Progress had Biden winning 52% to 41%. So you're, you, you see specifically um, the, the voters who watched the debate um, just... Sh- over overwhelmingly um you know majority saying joe biden did better in fact if you look at the specifics of the 
um, if you look at the specifics of the CNN instant poll, um, it asked, I mean, beforehand, it asked, who do you think would be better on the economy? Um, uh, sorry, sorry. Let me, let me, let me put it this way. I'm trying to do this as, as, uh, as, anyway, uh, fuck. I'm not doing a good job. Everyone shut up. <laughs> they asked specifically who Alcohol did... plus reading I was gonna say, this. I was going to say, he's trying to do this as sober as possible. The, that's not working. The font is so small. <laughs> they asked, they asked who did better on climate change. Biden won that 67, 29. They asked who was better, um, about racial inequality in the U S Biden was better. 62, 35. Um, How did that happen? <laughs> honestly the 35 i have a bunch of questions for. <laughs> i mean they're all white <laughs> yeah that's fair uh, they asked who had, who did better regarding the response to the coronavirus biden did better 57 41 like it, it, it is it is clear to voters who is who and, and joe biden actually said this um within the debate you know like you know his character you know my character you know my temperament you know his temperament you know who these people you know who we are so it's just go out and make your decision. Um, so I will, I will uh, ask finally, you know, where does this leave this race? Personally, in my opinion, this doesn't really change anything. Debates rarely do. Um, and in this specific moment, Donald Trump had to like hit one out of the park to, to have that change that he needs to uh, get back in this race. And he didn't really have that. Do I think he could still win the election for sure? But I don't think, you know, the debate did any uh, sort of favors for him. Mike, what do you think? No, I, I don't think so. I think, you know, it, I guess maybe, you know, they'll talk about his tone or whatever, but you know, just today, this morning uh, or afternoon, whatever it was, he was on a, you know, a conference call with, you know, Netanyahu calling uh you know biden sleepy joe and it's like like well, do you think you would have gotten this peace deal done with sleepy joe and he now he was like well i uh i would like to think that uh we appreciate every any politician who helps us from america <laughs> it's like he backed away from that right away mm. so even if you think trump is like oh wow he's he's got the he has to be graded on the biggest curve in partisan presidential history like mm -hmm. i wonder if you go back to uh fdr you know it, he probably got a big he was probably on a big curve too you know just because you know he, he came in <clears throat> around the stock market crash and uh really was delta dealt a bad hand and and legs uh <laughs> polio joke oh, and, uh, baby so, you man, look hang on hang on you you think you're gonna this mike is all up on this fucking polio shit right now if you're looking <laughs> you know, for the polio material get mike <laughs> i do have one joke on, on fdr but like i just want you to know that for the like the 25 seconds that i was talking about fdr the first thing that came to mind was a polio joke and i said don't do it don't do it don't do it and then i just spit it out so whatever <laughs> like it's like whatever man he, he he, he, he had a, he had a second wife or a, 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 a mistress. So there's a lot of, I'm not saying he deserved polio, but whatever. Yeah. He, hey, how about you president. be cooler FDR? Yeah. Like, come on. Being like, a real Ele prick. Eleanor, Eleanor deserved better. She took care yeah. of you. Yeah. Legit. Somebody to do it. Uh, but no, he's got to be great on, on such a big curve that like <laughs> if he doesn't, you know, fart on the microphone, uh, they think it's presidential. Yeah. So, and no matter what he's going to do, the next day he's going to fart in the microphone. 
and screw it up for himself. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess Trump looked better because of last night, but it's only because he was an embarrassment the last four and a half years, five years. Yeah, I, I just I think the state of the race is Joe Biden uh, will get the majority of the votes. I think he'll get the majority of the votes. You think he'll states. get 50 plus just so I can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Um, I think the only way Trump wins this election at this point is if he steals it through the courts. So uh, let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the ultimate I, cliffhanger. Hey. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, <laughs> next, yeah. next week on America. This debate <laughs> did not make a difference. It just made me have to listen to something and la- lose sleep. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Glad they're over. Well, well, I mean, uh, we're done with the debates. Thank goodness. Uh, now we're just on to the last 11 days at the time of this recording. At the time of this posting, it'll be 10. Um... So, you know, make sure that your <laughs> relatives and friends are fucking yeah. ready to vote. All we can do at this point is vote. And That's make sure all. other people are, are yeah. prepared to vote. Mm-hmm. And make sure that they make sure that other people are prepared to vote. <laughs> and, you know, pray. Um, <laughs> Mike, um, before we go, anything you want to um, promote either from the beginning of this or anything I we didn't mention before and... I have one more question for you after you do that. Yeah. Oh, after I do. Uh, yeah. I, you know, check out my podcast. It's on the mic with Mike Peters. It's, you know, if, if you didn't like anything I had to say today, that's fine because I interview people who are way better than me in everything. So it's fun. Uh, but if you like, if you like comedians and, you know, I'm hoping to get some bigger names eventually, but uh, there are people like Sarah Cartwright, who's in Pottsville and, uh, there's a really good scene in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, and uh, you know, I've got a couple from LA, and, and all, I'm all over the place, but but it's basically people who are, who are chasing their dreams, and we talk about embarrassing stuff for the most part. It, it, I don't, I want nothing to know about your successful shows. <laughs> I just want to know about the times you shit the bed, and you had somebody got somebody recently on an episode uh, had a gun pulled on him at an open mic. Oh, that's the stuff I want to find out. Who was so the it, comic? Uh, Winston Hodges from Virginia, mm. and he, he just released a special. Uh, but his first open mic, I think it was his first open mic, maybe maybe a couple into it. Uh, he had a he had a gun pulled on him, and it, it, he just he called he called uh, let's call him a Trump supporter. Uh, he uh, called him. Oh, he oh no! <laughs> said he looked like a said he looked like a pedophile, and yeah. that apparently was not the thing to say at a Virginia bar. <laughs> Oh, we learn. We learn. <laughs> Look, sometimes uh, you figure out. Don't call people pedophiles. <laughs> but uh, I've, I've got, uh, you know, this will, yeah, I, I just released my 52nd episode, including the intro. So, I, but I've got, you know, I interview a different comedian every week and it comes out every Friday. So it's a good time and it's only an hour or so of your time. So uh, I'd appreciate you listening. And if you don't, whatever. Definitely check that out. Where can they find that? Uh, everywhere. Uh, it's on It's on Spotify, Apple, Apple uh, Music. Uh, basically anywhere you can find a podcast it's there awesome final question before we go um quarantine's hard um COVID-19 is hard what have you found that you've gotten into that you've been watching more of that you've been doing um in the time that you are forced to uh stay at home well the biggest thing I've been doing is the podcasting because I used to drive 
to interview people. I'd, I'd bring my my microphones, my soundboard, and my laptop, and go to. I used to go to a library and pretend that I knew how to read, <laughs> so so I could use their room. And now I don't have to do that anymore because I got Zoom and and ZenCaster, which is an audio program. And I, I've been doing a lot of that. I've got like fourteen. I think I have twelve or fourteen episodes ahead, and I release every wow. week. Uh, but I, you, you know, I, I binge a, pretty much, man. I got, I got time, but like, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I watched Tiger King in the beginning and, and I watched a whole lot of murder stuff and just like, like, uh, forget by now, like it's been a while, but basically if it involved like a, like a, a pedophile or, um, a, a Ted Bundy type on Netflix, I watched it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm watching, it's always sunny in Philadelphia when I go to bed and, and I watch Scrubs again and the new girl. And, you know, I just kind of, man, I, I, like I said, I'm cheap. I want to, I want to uh, get everything I can out of, out of Netflix and, and Hulu and whatever. And, you know, I got the world series now. So, you know, I got, I got another week of baseball, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I'm doing. Who do you got in the world series? Uh, I'd like to say the Mets, but they're, they're not there. Uh, I, I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful the Rays win because I, you know they got the Dodgers who spent a lot of money and mm. and I always root against the team with a lot of money and and who have been to the World Series three times in the last four years and eh, I like new blood so I'm I'm gonna go Tampa but I think the Dodgers will win I th- I just want Tampa to win. Wow. Thank you so much for joining us this week uh, on the mic with Mike Peters. Check it out on Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, and where you get your podcasts. Um, we will be back next week. Final for, episode for the final before episode the before the election. Uh, hope. Uh, here we go. I'm not even going to. Possibly the final episode of the podcast. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll assess. We'll assess uh, after. We'll assess after. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you all for listening. We will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.